0: Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to Content Cube. Welcome to Content Cube 29. I'm Brian Woods. <laughs> I'm Jake Mosier. I'm Zach Holstein. And uh, this week, we've um, it's list week, folks. Uh, has has anything? And we will be talking about prompts we've been given by another person on the Content Cube. Just some lists, just some fun lists. Light week, no movie. Not a fan of movies. I found out. You know, you're not, <laughs> not a fan of cinema or visual mediums at all actually uh says anything happened since the last time we recorded fam
1: uh my favorite ice cream was taken away from me like it's gone um yeah i went to culver's to pick myself up a uh, short crunch blizzard because crunch uh, nestle crunch is my favorite candy and i went there and i said like I always do, could I please have my crunch concrete? And they were like, Oh, sorry, I think we're out and then some dude came up behind whoever was at the window thing and was like, Oh, actually, like I think we discontinued it. I was like, Oh no. And then I tweeted at them and they responded that they did discontinue it and that their happy employees would love to help me find a new flavor I love.
0: Fuck, that's the um, worst. When they're yeah. like, "Hey, we got something new for you." <laughs> fuck you. It is. I,
1: it is the worst because I then went on their website and they still have crunch listed as an option. They haven't taken it down. Fuck. It was a sad day. I was in a bad mood for the rest of the night. That was the most <laughs> eventful thing.
0: Uh, personally, I can't even remember uh, the last week in between the time we recorded and now. So that's kind of where I'm at, uh, Zach. <laughs> Um, see, how was my week? Uh,
2: didn't do much, kind of just chilled. Uh, I mean, I got COVID tested, I don't have it. Congrats. That's cool. Big dub. How was that experience? Not as bad as people have said. Uh, like, well. They put, like, they swabbed my left nostril, and that was, like, for, like, 10 seconds, and they rub it around up there, you know. They go pretty far up, but it's not too bad. And I was like, that wasn't bad at all. It just kind of tickles, like, it's a really intense tickling. <laughs> uh, and then they did my right nostril, um, and that that's when I learned I have, I think, what she called a deviated septum. Uh, oh, my
1: friend has that. He's getting surgery to fix it in, like, a week.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get such surgery, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that the, the right side was a bitch. Um, so I guess that means I have far less space on the right, my right nostril, uh, than I do on my left. I don't know how that happens. I don't think I ever got like punched or anything. I don't know. I never broke my nose. So, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know about that, but yeah, that side sucked, but overall it really wasn't that bad at all. It just it didn't hurt. It was just like an intense tickling, like where you, you feel powerless. Uh, and it's just like <laughs> your body's just being just rated and it's just it, you can't to put it bluntly and you just can't do anything to stop it and my your eyes start watering and you grip the side of the chair. But uh it it wasn't yeah, you start saying words that you wouldn't say around a doctor, but it's it's it wasn't too bad. Um and yep, came back negative three days later. So that was cool. What prompted
0: did you to get there? tested?
2: Yeah. Uh found out one of my friends had it and was asymptomatic. So, yeah, decided ah. better mm. safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yep, all good. All of the rest of my friends are all good. So I only know one person who had it. Uh, so, yep, that was my week. Um, yep, so what about you, Brian?
0: Uh, my week, I had something. I said nothing happened this week, and then something popped into my mind, and then I lost it again. Uh, so I'm just going to say nothing. Nothing happened this week at all. Mm.
1: What what were the fireworks like last night for you guys? Cuz here it was, I mean, it was annoying. It was every single 5 seconds there was a loud bang or pop. Me, and my brother had to go pick up my sister cuz she was having car troubles, and when we were driving out of our neighborhood, it was Sam and I were reckoning it to The Purge in that like I almost every street in our neighborhood seemed to have like a long run of people lighting off fireworks. It was it was very hectic
2: here. Sounded like a war zone around my place, yeah.
0: Perhaps my windows are just next level, but I think (laughs) I noticed like one firework, a single firework, and I don't know if people are saying, let's not start another fire that burns half of the state. I don't know (laughs) if like Newsom saying, hey, the beaches are closed, just made people want to go to the beaches more. But just not a lot of firework action around here. I feel like a big reason people notice fireworks is something in the house that notices them, right? Uh, mm. And my dogs, they are the biggest fuckers in the universe. I hate them both. Uh, they're so <laughs> goddamn. They just yell. They just yell at everything. They, they think I knock. They, they hear something knock around the house, and they just sprint, sprint for that door. Fireworks do not bother them. So it's possible I, just because they didn't activate, I never heard any fireworks, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know.
2: I mean, I think part of it might be there might have been more just like fireworks spread out everywhere because there might be less big gatherings for fireworks this year. So more people just bought their own
0: fireworks. That is very possible.
2: Yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, this was the first year I didn't go to a giant like firework thing. Like usually I go to my grandma's house and she lives right by like the civic center of her little town, Forsent. Uh, in North County, St. Louis. And uh, it's like, I usually, I've gone there every year of my life, and then they do like fireworks at like nine after they have this old people band play some orchestra music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, this was the first year I didn't do that. Um, so that was kind of, it's it was interesting. Felt weird. But yep, weird times.
0: All right, you guys want to get into lists? List of Mundos? Yeah, let's do it. Who's going first? Who's wants to
2: go first? I'll go last because mine involves possible spoilers for movies. So yep. if you don't want to hear spoilers for movies, you might just want to end it after Brian and Jake's list. That'll
0: spare Jake, you go.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, I was given by Zach the
1: prompt of top TV villains of all time. So I thought this would be harder than it was, um, but I had a lot of people. Um, I, I'm only going to give – I'll give some honorable mentions in a top five – but I had like 14 names that I wrote down I thought were relevant. Um, so here we go. Some honorable mentions: um, Deathstroke from season two of Arrow. Uh, Damn, dude.
0: <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> it's gonna be a hell of a list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's an honorable mention. Didn't make the list. Okay. Um, that was before. Yeah, that was before that show went to shit. Um, I I think it is. I think season one, two, and five are good. I think the rest are pretty garbage. I think me and
0: my friend um, watched like episode one of season two, and we said "fuck this." <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we bounced hard. I mean,
1: I it's still not great, but I think uh, Manu Bennett, who plays Deathstroke, um, he does a very good job. I think of those CW DC shows. A lot of the villains become samey, but he was able to kind of create his own space. I think he did a good job of playing the character of Deathstroke. He's very scary. His The costume they give him is cool. Um, other honorable mentions, the Yellow King from True Detective Season 1. Ooh. Um, yeah.
2: You only meet spaghetti him in the monster? last... Spaghetti <laughs> Monster? Green, the green-haired spaghetti monster?
1: Yes, the green-haired spaghetti monster. Um, You only meet him in the last episode him himself is an imposing presence the actor uh glenn flesher they i don't know if he's that tall or big in real life but they make him seem really large and menacing in the show and just like the, the presence they create around the character for the first i think it's like an eight for like the first seven episodes of the season even when you don't see him or know who he is he is just the idea of him is terrifying so i think i think that's an important part of a tv villain um for recent television shows i wrote down forest from devs did you ever finish that zach uh jake i haven't started it but i should get on that (laughs) um i well i won't say too much then because that is on the newer side but um nick offerman is fantastic um and he it's it's nice seeing him in a different role than what he played on parks and rec um he does a great job of uh, as many of the people on my list do a balance between obviously they are the antagonists of the show but they they give them good motivations and a human side uh, also from this year uh phyllis schlafly from mrs america um the woman who opposed uh the uh women's rights movement <laughs> uh yeah what? big villain Faith. she's awful Queen. i hated her uh but <laughs> uh kate blanchett did a great job of I mean it's it's not hard to dislike someone who says things that she said, but she did a good job. Um, uh, I wrote Perry Wright from Big Little Lies. Did either of you watch that? Nope. No. Which one is that? Uh, Which girl is that? He, it's not the girl, it's one of it's the girls' husbands. He's an abuser and well Oh, uh, is that the Skarsgard? Yeah, Alexander Skarsgard. He he does a very good job, but I mean he's just it's he's awful. He is a horrible man. Probably the most... he Because he plays the most, of the people on my list, the most real-life human character, I think. Less of a amped-up character. Um, and he does a great job. I mean, he's terrifying. Um, and then the last honorable mention, Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Wilson Fisk in Daredevil, uh, just did a fantastic job. Another, I mean, just large, imposing presence. He speaks in this weird, like whisper tone for a lot of his lines but it it works did either of you ever watch that yeah i watched that Uh, i watched season one he was pretty cool season one i never got to season three yeah season two not as good as season one and three but he comes back in three and is just as good just as scary okay so top five number five cersei lannister from Game of thrones um i was struggling to pick which character i would choose from game of thrones i was deciding between her and uh Jeff- uh, joffrey oh and, no ramsey, uh, yeah huh? ramsey sucks too but i think i i found that character more annoying i i really? think he's a, he's a, i think oh he is terrifying don't get me wrong but i did not like i did not necessarily enjoy watching him i enjoyed watching cersei uh i think is it lena heady is that how you say it? i've been saying heady but i don't know however you say it she's great um very much like uh, Nick Offerman from devs and other characters I will list later on she she's evidently a villain but she is she is likable in a way she is you feel bad for her and i think it's season 4 or 5 when she is stripped of her hair and forced to walk naked through the streets um you you don't want her to win yet i i don't think i would have been extremely angry if that was the outcome um
2: i think she zach what do you have to say about her how do you I mean, feel about her i think sh- the cool part about her is obviously she's done some fucked up shit but she's also like humanized a lot with like because she loves her kids uh yeah. and a lot of her actions are pretty much as fucked up as they are are for her kids hey you can compare to joel like that brian uh but <laughs> I could. she does a lot of fucked up shit for her kids um so I think that's that makes her cool, and also she's just got a lot of badass moments. Uh, so I mean, yeah. yeah, the season finale of season six, yeah, that's
1: uh, ridiculously the, awesome. The ins—I'll just say the incident at the keep, yeah, is incredible. Her, it's like I think it's like the 16-minute opening. Her performance is great. It's a, pro honestly, top three moment in the series for me, and that's mostly carried by
2: her. So, props to her for carrying that role for as long as she did. Um, That's like my the, least favorite part about season eight is that they like gave her nothing to do except look out a window and drink wine.
1: Yeah. She, they, uh, they squander so many characters and she's especially one of them. Her, her send off is so lame. She Very deserved lame. much better than she got. Uh, we we don't need to get into that. Um, my number four Killgrave from Jessica Jones played by David Tennant. Uh, I love David Tennant. So I'm a little biased on this from the start but he he is also very similar in that he he is a horrible person did either of you watch Jessica Jones yeah he was pretty no, good but i heard i heard he was cool um i set sensitive i guess trigger warning for people um he basically rapes her and then haunts her for the entire season but he they make him likable in a way they make him you you don't necessarily unlike uh Cersei you don't necessarily feel bad for him I don't I mean I watched that like 6 years ago at this point um but he is he is a horrible person but they give him that charm uh that that works so well for villains he he is great so Brian anything
0: you say about him Uh yeah I think he's pretty good I liked it when he died I thought that was cool <laughs> So I thought that was a good Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they killed him yeah, on apparently a
1: cool i think it was i think they did two seasons of that show maybe three i'm not sure but they bring him back and i don't know in what form uh i never watched it because i he was the main reason i watched the show um so if anyone watched that tweet me and let me know how it was um sure it wasn't great but oh well um number three gus spring of breaking bad and Ooh. better Call Us All. Um he I just uh recently this week listened to an interview he did on NPR just about his career and Gus Fring as a character. And he it was fun listening to him not be so menacing and listen to he he sounded so happy and jubilant in the interview, which I never get from him from anything he's been in. Um I think Gus is The fact that he's been able to sustain such a presence over two shows over, I mean, how many, how, what season does he, does he exit in Breaking Bad? Four. Uh, Four, yeah. Yeah, he, in both shows, is, is terrifying in a, in a very subtle way, because he's, he's only, he's running this quaint little chicken shop, and you just, you, you don't. I don't know. Great guy. I, I wish I would have, I mean, watched Breaking Bad more recently. I have more stuff to say for him on Better Call Saul than I do Breaking Bad. Yeah, I gotta um, watch that. Because so. it's, it's been, it's been long enough. In Better Call Saul, he, 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 I mean, same thing as Breaking Bad. There's more than one villain in Breaking Bad, but he, he plays, he's kind of competing against other, another drug lord competing for the head of the business, and I think it, it is an interesting switch from what he was in Breaking Bad. Um, so that's my number three. Anything else to say about Gus Fring?
0: I like the part uh, with the box
2: cutter. Man, yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> I like the backstory stuff they did with him too. Like, didn't he have like a brother or something that got like best friend Don Salaman- that Salamanca or whatever his, killed
0: his? Uh, yeah, his hermanos um yeah. yeah
2: you you get all of that and then in... he gets this epic revenge where he like takes the poison and then throws it up and all that yeah that part was dope yeah you get a
1: lot of that in in better call Saul. his performance is so understated for a villain i mean it's not over the top everything he does is he he says in a very like matter of fact way i i love i love that villain i think it's i obviously i put it number three so obviously i think it's very good Um, number two, uh, Zach, I'm interested to see what you think about this one.
2: Selena Meyer from Veep. Uh, that's Um, an incredible choice. Absolutely incredible choice.
1: Brian, have you ever watched Veep? No. God, (laughs) I mean, you would love it, but
2: it would kill you. I mean. (laughs) She's
1: an awful person. Like, and she only gets worse. And I. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the main character of the show, not I don't think people would immediately call her a villain, but in terms of how she acts, her motivations, how she treats other people, she is more a villain than half the people I've named before. I mean she treats everyone around her like shit. She beats up everyone. It's the the decision she makes, I mean I don't I don't wanna spoil it, but but politically, uh I mean they they make politics I mean politics do suck, but they make it look like God. Like hell, like she's just she, fuck everyone. I'm here for myself and myself only.
2: Oh yeah, and she, uh, she. What's her face? Who? What's the name of that girl that plays her? Julie Louis Dreyfus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, she does incredible. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, it's the. And the, she's funny. The,
1: yeah, that's and yeah. Yet the show is still. I was able to watch. I mean, I watched seven seasons in like a month. The fact that it's, it's it is as dark as it is yet yet funny um in the last season i mean she the the person you believe is the one of the few people she semi cares about she completely fucks over and throws under the bus she deals with other nations and basically ruins the lives of minorities and other people for the sake of political uh political means it's completely she, unrealistic. She, she treats her, yeah, she, she treats <laughs> she treats her daughter like
2: utter garbage. Um, oh, those Brian, are my favorite scenes. Oh, the scenes with her and her daughter are the best scenes
1: in the show. When her daughter does her like scream cry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Brian to put it in perspective, um I I don't I'm going to sp- for quote spoil the show, but it's not really a spoiler cuz the plot isn't what matters in this show. Um her daughter uh, is a member of the LGBTQ community. And uh, in the finale, Brian, she deals she uh, to get someone to, uh, what do you call it, uh, support her for the nomination at the, uh, presumably, they never established her political party, presumably at the Democratic Convention. She says that she'll get rid of gay marriage. Um, <laughs> she's like, he's like, He's, he, his character is like an uber Christian and he's like, mm, I don't, she's like, uh, at first she says she'll like stop because she earlier in the episode walks into a men's bathroom and everyone's like, oh, she supports job bathrooms for all. And she tells him like, oh, I'll get rid of the bathrooms. And he's like, mm, he's like, that's good. But I don't, I don't know if that's enough. And then she like gives him this death and She goes, I will get rid of gay marriage. I will fuck it. I will bend it over and obliterate it. And it's, I mean. <laughs> And her fucking daughter is a member of the community. And it's when she, her daughter eventually confronts her. It's like, do do not tell me. Do not tell me that you that you got
2: rid of... And she's like, oh, it's man, just... Oh, man, it's poly- poly- one of the she's- best scenes in, like, TV history. <laughs> it's amazing. She,
1: she says, she's like, it's just part of our party platform. We're basically just making a list of things we won't do. It's... <laughs> It's
2: awful. And that's why she's number two on my list. I mean, Brian, I one. really think you'd like the show.
0: I I don't like, I don't like half the shows, like most of the shows, every villain he's listed here that I, whose show I've seen is maybe a third of the shows I've ever watched in my entire life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, that, I mean, that's one of like a million awful, awful things she does. Um, so props to her. For carrying a show as a villain for seven seasons um and then my my last one my number one um i tweet about it all the time uh logan roy uh on succession played by brian cox um he i mean he's just another same thing as selena but in a, a a less evident way is just awful i mean he He treats his children and their lives like a game. He doesn't seem to truly love anyone. Um, He is ruthless in every way, shape, or form, both in business, both with family matters, both with just strangers. I mean, there's the, I think it's the start of season two is he's having a party at uh, at his large mansion and he, I think he doesn't like Or he isn't happy about what the catering company brings so he just starts screaming at all of them and throws it all out and it's like fuck off basically to everyone which is like his signature statement I watch an interview with Brian Cox and he says when people see him on the street they'll ask him like hey can you say fuck off to me that's what they ask for so I think I mean that's a pretty good testament to a, a good villain is if people want you to cuss them out on the street there's
0: that part where he gets that house built and he just doesn't pay them yeah,
1: um, there's, yeah, I mean, everyone. I almost put everyone on this show as my number one villain of all time, but I felt like that was cheap. It's
0: the fucking Barnacle um, Boy meme. It's it's the show with no it's the show <laughs> with no likable characters. Like it's me. Yeah, to me looking at Secession and saying that it's the show with no yeah. likable characters.
1: I think the the moment that when I was going through this list and thinking about where I wanted to place at number one, uh, season. To episode 3 they go they go to a like getaway for the weekend and they're having their dinner and he's trying to find out um who leaked information and he has them play a game he calls "Bore" on the floor and it's both extremely hard to watch because of how he's treating these people yet so entertaining he has people down on their knees making animal noises. And it's, I mean, it's fucking whack, but it's, it's so good. <laughs> Brian, how do you feel about him? Cause I know you watched uh, it.
0: I think he's a fucking alpha. He has tiger blood. Um, <laughs> he, 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 I mean, what a, I don't know. It's hard for me to call anyone in secession of villain when they're all kind of almost equally shitty. I mean, like they do exactly what he does if they had the opportunity. Like they're just they're just all like the biggest pieces of shit. Like it is the show with no villain because everyone's as shitty as you can be. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm surprised he's. I I don't know. No, don't spoil it because I don't know. Surprised he even lived through season one. Honestly, not sure how (laughs) you. You know? Yeah, he seemed. uh, Yeah. You know,
2: Jake. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, gotta ask you did you ever uh, i'm just curious what you'd say did you ever consider walter white
1: yes i did and i i didn't i didn't end up putting him because yes he he is kind of started the whole anti anti-hero movement of tv that lasted for a decently long time but i think ultimately i don't know if i would classify him as a villain I he think poisons a kid
0: Ozark yeah. is happening right now it, it is still going
1: <laughs> yeah I guess that's true the the anti-hero movement is still has not ended um I did consider it yeah would you put him on a
2: list, Zach? I, I probably would put him there yeah I mean I, you know another one I would put on there but I, I knew you weren't gonna do it but I, the one I was thinking of was homelander from the boys but uh if that ain't your if that ain't your cup of tea that's fine
1: No, here's. I did consider him because I think he is the best part of that show. He is my. He's the only reason I'm considering watching season two. He is incredible. Um, same. Uh, very similar, honestly, to Kilgrave and Jessica Jones in where he is an awful person with really no redeemable qualities, yet he plays a like suave, charming type of guy. So
0: super
2: charismatic.
0: I'm really super charismatic. I should watch that. I'm. I read. I kind of like read the comics a while ago. Uh, it's. Or the guy who plays Homelander is dope He's yeah, like I'm just, Walmart season, Chris Pine If
1: season 2 gets good reviews I would say catch up okay. I I mean I wouldn't wait I would wait because there's, there's a small chance Some streaming service shows tend to have a steep drop off After season 1 I don't think this will be that
0: I'm still but. disappointed I mean I didn't expect them to do it I knew they wouldn't do it Oh, But yeah. n- I think you, the 9 <laughs> Because like in the comics Like when they all like Fuck up! Remember that, like the flashback, yeah. kinda. It is just nine eleven. <laughs> I'm like wild to write this in like two thousand seven. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, they did not wait. That's-
2: <laughs>
0: wild. <laughs> they for that's it's it. uh, quite soon, sir. Uh, but there
2: was one more that uh, uh, I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch Fargo, Jake? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Billy Bob Thornton's character in the first season of Fargo is terrifying but really watchable but yeah besides that i couldn't think of off the top of my head
1: brian is there any other people that you think i missed that you think are great tv villains
0: um the meteor from your name uh no i can't (laughs) i can't think of a single more villain Uh, i don't watch enough Um, tv i should probably watch more tv
1: all i have to say is i think my my list is a testament to how important the the antagonist is in a series. As all of these shows, I would rate an 8 out of 10 or higher. I think all of these shows are fantastic, and a lot of them are held up by the performances and the uh, written characters of the villain. So write a good villain if you want a good story. I'm done with my list. <laughs> all right,
0: let's go, boys. Well done, Jake. Yeah, On that was list. good. That's probably uh, the best one we've had so far this episode. It's, it's um, going to be hard for Brian. And, <laughs> it, will, and right. it will at least be number two, I assure you. It'll at least be the best. <laughs> It'll at least be the second best of two. Okay, so I was assigned by Jake, uh, best video game worlds, uh, and I didn't ask for any clarification because I, I just kind of wanted to go with it. So this is <laughs> like uh, I don't know, best lore. I took you know best best lore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that can I, work. I'm gonna start with uh, the easy one. No, I okay. How many are you doing? I'm doing. Uh, I'm counting. I am counting five. Um. Oh, this is not the easy one. Horizon. This is a uh, spoiler territory for Horizon Zero Dawn. Shit. And um. <laughs> that's it. Should I should I leave? Because that's that's on my short list. That is on your short list. Uh, Zach, I'm gonna say. You want me to? You want to give you two minutes? You want me to give you two minutes and then I'll come back. We'll we'll text you. We'll text you.
2: Okay. Yeah. Text me text me when you want me to come back. Okay, Mike, Mike. audience members, I
0: will <laughs> no. uh, audience members, pause it and in the description I will give you a little a little uh, Oh you no, know,
1: why did I lose Brian? Oh
0: uh, are you are you you missed me, Jake? You lost me?
1: Oh no, you're still here. Okay. okay. Listeners, check talking. the
0: description <laughs> and you will see when the spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn in. Jake, did you play Horizon?
1: I did. I'm excited okay. to hear you what you have to say. So
0: I think the lore in this is so dope because it's the yeah. it's like a thousand years after humanity's done, right? And you're like, oh, what yeah. could have happened? There's a bunch of fucking robots around. That's crazy. And then you find out some San Francisco tech freak, uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, you know, just tech startup bitch. Uh, he just made robots <laughs> that fuel that can fuel themselves by eating uh, matter, like plant matter and shit. Yeah. But then, uh oh, they they ate dolphins. They killed a bunch of fucking dolphins. <laughs> and then for some reason, they just turn off the off switch and they can't be shut down. And that's pretty dark and scary. Uh, and then they, and then I like the part where the military is like, oh, we got a plan. And then the military guy talks to a very close group of people. And it's like, oh, actually, there is no plan. We're just putting people into a fucking meat grinder so we can put a bunch of <laughs> clones in a chamber and they'll awaken in a thousand years. But we're all going to die. Every single one of us is going to die. And that's fine. Uh, and I find that very dark and upsetting and pretty rough, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where they just spent a yeah, couple the... years feeding humanity into a meat grinder saying they're going to fix it.
1: Yeah, the the world building in Horizon is incredible. The The whole idea, what is, I think it's called like Gaia that then kind of started to re-rebuild everything from the basis of what it was before. Yeah. And yeah, everything you said, yeah, that game, the way they dole it out is cool too because they don't really start giving you the information about the world to at least halfway through the game
0: yeah like it's so fascinating because it's like okay we have all like i'm pretty sure it's like okay we have all like all these fucking genomes and we have all this yeah we have all this biological data and basically when the robots are done with us the atmosphere is not going to be here and the earth is going to be a fucking rock and then it has to rebuild <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to put a bunch of pigs out there you know we're going to we're going to put a bunch of rabbits back in there we're going to put clones <laughs> of rabbits and i just found that so One fascinating of-
1: one of the few games that I read all of the like document and listened to audio logs because I found it all so interesting. Yeah, it was
0: super cool. Uh, so I think that's it for Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think like the world is itself interesting. I'm not super interested in like the tribes or whatever the fuck. Yeah, pretty boring. Um, but I really liked the 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 backstory to it.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I, I it does the the human element feels like such a a side. St- a side story to everything else it feels like their the idea that they had when they wrote the game the cool stuff was everything you just talked about because the human stuff does fall so flat
0: like i truly don't remember anything that happened in that game besides the flashbacks in that building (laughs) yeah zero i
1: remember the flashbacks in the building the second time you learn more building stuff and then there's like a coliseum sequence and i thought that was cool i don't remember the
0: coliseum (laughs) at all okay can you notify (laughs) zach
1: yes i will send him a message okay
2: uh come back
1: (laughs) he should be on his way yeah horizon great game interesting what zach thinks when he if he ever plays it who knows yeah he won't it's
0: it's quite obvious he won't he never plays games uh (laughs) it's absolutely unbelievable that he ever would play horizon it's not a short list but like the story is not going to push him forward you know what i mean yeah. Like the story I mean, itself yeah. is pretty mid. It's just like the lore stuff that's interesting.
2: Wow. So, how long have you been talking about me?
0: Uh, well, it was, we were just saying, well, Zach's not actually going to play this game. So, we'll see. <laughs> um, so, okay. Up next is Bioshock uh, Rapture from those Ooh. first two games. Uh, I think that stuff's really cool, where it's like, here's this Ayn Randian nightmare. Um,. And I just found it so cool where, you know, it's underwater and it's like, oh, here's where, here's where all this stuff is. You know, here's, you know, doctors will just do all this insane science because there is no regulation and there are no laws because it's, you know, it's, I just found it so cool where it's like, I don't know. I just like seeing stuff underwater and the big daddies, they're so big and little sisters. That's the first, that's the, yeah, that's the first like bad morality choice in video games, I think.
1: It's funny because I think in movies, underwater stuff is pr- one of the things that they still can't get to look good. Yeah. Um, I think it still looks kind of like shit. And bio, and I, video games is, I mean, the prime example of, oh, bring me to a different world. And I think Bioshock does that so well with the underwater aspect. Do you think Infinite's world is comparable to that or did you not were you not a fan of Infinite? Uh,
0: I think Infinite's world is very good and you know spoilers for Bioshock Infinite I think the uh, just insane lore shit they do with that I'll get into that in a sec but I just think Bioshock is so interesting as like this vision of a libertarian nightmare um, Yeah, and I just really like what they do with it uh, the Little Sisters is probably the worst bad the the first morality choice that video games do where I was able to detect that it was bullshit because it was you could either get a lot of adam for killing them or like less for not killing them but the thing Mm -hmm. is is that if you just don't kill them you get more later and it ends up being beneficial to you game wise to not kill them so really there's no choice the the option is to do the morally right thing because you even benefit from it materially which means the bad choice is completely worthless uh so I thought that was lame. Uh, Bioshock Infinite does uh, one of my favorite things, which we'll get to later, um, and it's be fucking stupid. Uh, there's just that time. <laughs> How many? Who here played Bioshock Infinite?
1: I watched my brother basically play the entire game, okay. so I have listened to. A, I can yeah, talk about. I
0: it. played it and listened to a lot of audio logs, and that shit's crazy. There's like portals to other dimensions that they can open, and they just have like covers of Beach Boy songs. In there because this fucking this this businessman looked into another universe and stole the song, and it's just so weird. And Zach would love these games. Yes, uh, and yeah. at the and at one point, it, like you you know, you find a newspaper that says like, "Oh, this city went into the fucking sky." That's crazy. But the main character doesn't know about that. And you know, normally you would think, I mean, this is cool. It's like normally as the player, you would you wouldn't question that because you don't know. But Booker also yeah. doesn't know, which doesn't make any sense, considering he is—he should have read the newspaper when it happened, right? But the explanation is that he's from a different universe, too. And I just... I like that stuff. I think the end of it is pretty dumb. Uh, I think the, there's always a lighthouse shit. It's, I don't know, whatever. Uh, moving on to... Let's check the list. Um, you know, Pokemon... Well, let's go to Dishonored. Uh, Dishonored has a very fascinating world and uh, lore and universe where... It's like this Victorian, like it's not like steampunk because it's like based on like oil still, but the oil is from whales and they just burn a <laughs> bunch of flippin whales and you can carve magic runes out of whale bones and it's crazy and there's just all these different like cities and I don't know I just love the way that game looks I love the feel of the world it is what the genre does right it's an immersive Brian. sin what.
1: What video game whale do you like more, the dishonored whales or the beached whales from Death Stranding?
0: Uh, the beached whales were they even in the game, <laughs> or
1: was that uh, just the trailer? <laughs> I think I ran past one in the weird like shooter in the uh, what do you call it? In the when you're in war and oh, you're in the god when you
0: go to World War yeah. II for no reason. Okay, yeah, when I was um, in
1: the World War II sequence, I think there was a a beached whale right. in the middle of the.
0: I believe that whatever,
1: the, the, what is it called? Why can't I come up with the word when you shovel and you you dig underground? So you're the like trenches, trenches. Thank you. There was a beast whale in the trenches.
0: Uh, I'd say dishonored whales because they look weird. They, they're like different whales. They have like four fins. It's crazy. <clears throat> um, I just think I mean that's what the genre is—the immersive sim, quote unquote—where uh, you're really in that world and you're really interacting with it through choice, through just like reading. Books and stuff on the wall. I just think there's like a lot of fascinating magic stuff going on in Dishonored. Yeah. Uh, that's Dishonored two is probably the best game of all time. Um, I see just playing it. Uh, number two, well, no, number two, uh, New Vegas, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about the entirety of Fallout New Fallout Vegas Fallout lore as a whole because it's interesting but kind of whack sometimes. Uh, but new Vegas, I find interesting because of the world and the intersection all the politics that interact. Something I didn't like about fallout three or four for that matter is it doesn't really make any sense that so much time has passed and there's basically no structure or civilization. Like there's little cities and nation States, but they don't really, they're not, they're not a government, but in fallout, new Vegas, it's by a different developer. Um, it is a lot of politics and it is like a lot of like this section, like this area of the Mojave desert is controlled by the new California Republic. And this place is a bunch of fascists and they want to control this place and this place. And Mr. House controls this. And it's just a lot of like, it's a lot of stuff. Like it doesn't feel like a hopeless wasteland because it does already feel like, okay, like there is some order and society coming back. And I found that very interesting to explore other rather than fallout four or three where it's like oh here's um here's a skeleton on the road um 300 years after the bombs have dropped no one's moved the skeleton new vegas didn't really feel like that it felt like a lived-in world and uh i i gotta give it there uh that is a great like the lore itself is interesting but i mostly just like Mm -hmm. existing in that world as like a player Uh, i did four right yep all right here's number one and honestly should not be number one but I mostly just want to talk about how stupid it gets. Pokemon, folks. We love it. You know it. And if you think I'm about to say, ooh, I want to live in the Pokemon world, I want a Pokemon. You're right, but that's not why it's number one. Uh, the Pokemon lore is so scuffed at this point. I find it so fascinating every time they put out a game. Basically, they will like set up plot points for a game, right? And then a new generation comes out, and they drop them all entirely. It's incredible. <laughs> they just, like, Gen 6 has all this shit set up. They drop it. Gen 7 kind of kind kinda has some of that dropped. Uh, there is a character in the original Pokemon Emerald who is, like, a pretty minor character. They're, like, uh, someone you can battle at this specific spot. They're, like, a frontier brain. And then in the remakes, and, like, fuck. So at a certain point, In the Pokemon games, they just decided uh, all the games from here on out are a different continuity, right? And you're like, okay, I can get behind that, I guess. Like the remakes and stuff, they can't happen twice. It's a different continuity. And then in like, I think Pokemon Sun and Moon, that character from the original Emerald comes through a fucking portal to the new continuity and there's zero (laughs) reason they had to do that. And they never they never do anything with it. It's absolutely insane. They just keep doing all this absolutely scuffed and batshit lore that doesn't make any sense. And they just keep doing it and I love it. There was a part in the Pokemon Emerald in the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remakes where they're like, oh yeah, there's probably another the, shit, there's a meteor coming at Earth. It's gonna kill us all. We should send it through a portal to the other reality of the original games. <laughs> I fucking love is, how I stupid it gets, man. It's great.
1: I didn't know it got that insane. Yeah, it
0: gets really insane, but like it doesn't matter ever. <laughs> it's like the fucking X Men universe. Like yeah,
2: like, yeah it, it, like
0: it gets insane, but it never matters in any capacity at all. It's just completely batshit. I love it. It's perfect. It's a perfect game. <laughs> like it,
1: I'm. I'm glad someone can enjoy it because I know when I was playing Shield, I was like, I just wanted to skip anything they were fucking. The story talking about. sucks like... ass. Anything besides <laughs> the
0: anything besides the generation four or five stories, complete dog shit. Don't worry about them, and they keep getting worse. <laughs> but man, dude, like the background lore is so fucking weird. It's insane. <laughs>
1: Does it tie in... Does the video games tie in anything with, like, the TV or no?
0: No, it's completely separate. In fact, okay. like, Pokemon canonically don't even say their own names. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just make um, noise... They just make animal noises. Like, they do not say their, their the own be- names.
1: You said at the beginning, Brian, that... uh it's not just because you want to live in the world and have a Pokemon. I have a question. If you could live in the world, what
0: one Pokemon
1: would you choose? If you could only have one.
0: See, this is hard because my favorite Pokemon is Sencino, but it's just a fucking chinchilla. Like, what's he? He dusts. <laughs> he can dust stuff, and that's it. But I would like to fly around. And before you say, oh, so Charizard, the answer is no, because Charizard is like 5'2". He cannot carry me. <laughs> he can simply not carry me. He's too small. Um, so I don't know, I'd want something that could fly me around or something. But I don't know, Cincino's cool. He's like Sincino. I don't know, I like him, he's pretty fluffy and neat. <laughs> but the Pokemon lore is so they'll do stuff where it's just like this character gets amnesia and he's separated from his friend from the last game and they don't do anything with it. I it's haven't like, seen he him ever
1: has amnesia and like, never found his friends. Yes,
0: like that's basically what they do. <laughs> they'll just build like these small things towards nothing. And then, like, once the next generation rolls around, because there will be, like, multiple games in a generation, once the generation rolls around, they're like, shit, we ran out of time. Cut it off. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it. Forget about it. I'm like, damn. This is good writing. (laughs) Why? This is what we call good writing. (laughs) Sorry. That's number one. That's the best lore in (laughs) video games Pokemon.
2: You know, I'm (laughs) honestly... uh... I'm just frankly shocked that the the apocalyptic dystopia of of Call of Duty Ghosts did not make it.
0: You cut out, but I'm gonna assume you're shocked that um Pokemon is that fucking stupid and insane.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What did you did you did you hear what I said, Jake, or did I cut out for both of you? Still
0: Hey Jake, is he scuffed for you too? Yeah. This is this is <laughs> Call of Duty ghosts.
1: I would like for the uh, listeners to know that this is what we. This is what. This is all we got from. This is all I got from Zach in the last minute was all uh, the uh, duty uh, ghosts. Uh, hey, uh, so but you heard
0: Call of Duty ghosts though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got that.
0: You know, I, okay, I didn't play Call of Duty Lo- ghosts, so I it meant it sarcastically. Anyway, it, it so. doesn't. No, I don't think so because I read the I read the novelizations of Call of Duty Ghosts, and if I did play the game it would be number one. Like well, if the if the books are if
2: I remember correctly. <laughs> I think that was maybe the last story mode I played for Call of Duty. Actually, wait, no, I played the Kevin Spacey one, whatever one that was. But that was the last one.
1: That was a good one. Uh Advanced Warfare, I think. Yeah.
2: Or yeah. That, no, maybe Infinite. No, you it was wasn't. Uh, Infinite no, was, it was, like, super warfare. spacey. Yeah, it was Advanced, advanced Warfare.
0: warfare. Uh, something something happened to me on YouTube yesterday where I was suggested a new Call of Duty Ghost video. Like, a guy just playing it. <laughs> like, it wasn't some, like, video essay about it. It was just some guy playing Call of Duty Ghost, like, and it came out, like, two weeks ago. I found that very weird.
2: Amazing.
1: <laughs> Zach, as a uh, non-Uber video game player, what is one world you would say you would include in your list? Dude, where the fuck
2: was the Mushroom Kingdom?
0: I don't want to <laughs> go there, dude. That shit's crazy. There's no law. There's no order.
2: I love <laughs> I that. Who... Dude, the, their, their go-kart races are, are insane. No one can... Whatever Peach's bodyguard system she has, they all need to be fired. They keep letting this slow-ass dragon take her every time. And then you can also... You expand the world with the Mario word? Galaxy? Oh, man. What a world what a universe
0: that's shit's scary dude i'm just living on a rock and i never <laughs> see anyone for billions of years that's insane
2: you have a fucking you have a haunted mansion with luigi and then you still get to like meet up with sonic for the olympic games i mean you it's it's <laughs> absolute hysteria and i love it yeah you can be a god in the mario universe
1: where you're good at every single thing you do soccer baseball every olympic sport it's quite nice. Well, I I'm think assuming, Miyamoto... I'm assuming Mario is God in that universe.
0: Zach, you're sounding pretty.
2: Yeah. Zach, we're gonna have to get you. All right. Whatever you're saying, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call back in.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. Because um, <laughs> when he when he gives
2: his list, it's yeah. gonna be rough. Okay. Do you hear me better now?
0: Probably. Yes. Um, I left
2: the call and came back in. I wonder how much how much I was talking over you guys during that. That was probably chaotic.
0: A bit. Um, I believe Miyamoto. I think it was Miyamoto described that um, all the Mario games are like um, stage productions and plays, and the real shit is the kart racing where they're all friends. <laughs> like wow. like Bowser kidnapping Peach is all part of a play, and they and they do and they play tennis in their downtime. I believe is how he described Aww. it.
2: That's so wholesome. Not a
0: bit. That's that's real lore. That's real me. How, uh,
2: how about the Mario 64 lore where you're in like Peach's Castle or whatever. And you can just hop into different worlds through paintings. That's pretty dope.
0: Yeah. You want to hear another dope fact that's been dropped about Mario? He's 24.
2: <laughs> no, he's not.
0: <laughs> no, that's no, not a joke. Not. They said he's 24. He's 24.
2: How old is Luigi?
0: Probably like twenty-three, right?
2: Yeah, he's the younger one, right? Let's see. Okay, well then here's a question: Are, are Wario and Waluigi related to them? I've I've heard mixed things. No. 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 Just, no they're not just the other other official lore.
0: No, I believe from the well, Mario's not even a plumber anymore. Um, canonically, he used to be. Um, he quit. Uh, but he is only twenty-four. Um, I Self-made believe man. Waluigi really is. Zach, I don't think your audio quality has gotten better. You may want to relocate.
2: Relocate? How about I just turn on my know. Wi-Fi?
0: That's probably a better idea, yeah. Um, I believe Waluigi is just some guy that Wario met. Uh, he's cre- He was created for, uh, I believe, Mario Tennis, right? Or was it Mario Golfing, so, War- so Wario would have a partner. But they're not related. <laughs> I believe I've read something, like official writing about Waluigi, that says he's just some strange uh, enigma. That Wario met. Uh, which makes him sound pretty cool, I think. I mean,
2: he's always <laughs> kind like of felt Waluigi. pretty lame to me. I think
0: he's really good. I think he's a very interesting figure in the Mario lore. Uh, who knows what he's plotting? I don't know. Uh, he's yet to appear in an official game. Uh, but in Mario Odyssey, you can get a Waluigi outfit. like Just like the hat and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and the description for it is like, ah, like the person who wore this was... um. Seems like it's just waiting for a chance at the spotlight. So, like, they know they're denying Waluigi his his due. His due you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> I mean, he fucking sucks. Brian,
1: so. how do you feel about the world of Zelda in Hyrule? Uh,
0: sucks ass, frankly. It's just like, oh, a bunch of medieval <laughs> shit that no one has a good time and everything's about to die until it doesn't and then it resets. Uh, you know what I mean? I would never want to live there. Would you?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to live there, but I like... I like the worlds in the video games. I don't know. I mean, if we're if I'm making a list based of your distinction of more so lore than the actual world I'm exploring, I don't know if it would make my top five. You'd want to live in,
0: in Breath of the Wild. I,
1: I not. I don't want to live there. I guess I enjoy playing in it. Yeah. From a outside perspective, but yes, if I'm basing this on things I want to live in, then no, I guess I would not want to. If it we we're on going there. On
0: playability, like Spider Man's number one. I'll just boot that up and swing around for four <laughs> hours at a time uh but yeah i, don't, I mean breath of the wild is pretty terrifying where it's just post-apocalyptic in a way you know what i mean yeah no society left um humans don't have a, any place in the world anymore uh they're they're now uh they've been oppressed uh, all, all species have gone back to their one city you know very very dark stuff in breath of the wild uh, i do appreciate um nintendo's uh ill-advised attempt to make a timeline you know what i mean
1: I it's a mess. I uh recently watched someone played all of the Zelda games in timeline order. Damn. And talked and it's I mean they talked about all the story. It's a mess. The fact that they did try to link it is impressive. I don't know why they are try, still concurrently trying to. I I think it's very um,
0: fascinating that they came out the park swinging. They came out swinging with already a split timeline. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, they just yeah. they just said, oh, yeah, the timeline is split, actually. There's no linear think, progression here. Do you think
1: Pokemon should try to pull it all together in one grand game?
0: No. I mean, I would <laughs> like them to, just from, like, a make do on all their horrible, horrible ideas. But I know they won't, and I know it wouldn't. Give me a Pokemon with cursing, you know? I want to be able to curse in <laughs> Pokemon. Everyone Bye. wants a Pokemon game that's, like, good, and I think they just need to understand that it's not going to happen, so... Yeah, the
1: game is for kids. It's the MCU of video games. It's
0: worse than the MCU of video games, um, <laughs> but I'll always is love them.
2: Would it be like a? Uh, would it be cheating to say the fuck like Arkham universe because that's based off comic books?
0: That's Batman. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's just Batman lore. I think that's interesting I know. lore. So it's, it's but... pretty
2: much it's like yeah, I know. I don't know if you can even cool count world. it because it's like it's already established way before video games even started. So yeah. Same thing with God of War, because that universe is pretty much already just based on, like, Norse mythology. Well, they're doing something with it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it is cool. I'm just saying, I don't know if you could... I mean, it's not made for the game. I don't know. I guess it depends on your distinction when you're making the list.
1: On pure, like, lore standpoint, yeah, I don't think Batman is as impressive. But if you look at it from a base of, is this thing they created fun to explore and be a part of? I think they exceeded tenfold i mean i feel like it's hard to make uh a batman game that is as i mean we've seen other superhero games fail miserably so it was it is i think impressive and could be included on a some type of world list
0: i i think okay i have a question about the last of us do they ever explain how the fuck it happened because it seems Uh, like
2: in the opening credits they kind of talk about it for the last of us i don't know they 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 do a lot of like news stories and shit that I don't remember right now but yeah like they hear. they
0: they talk about it happening but like they never really explain how this could possibly happen like it just comes out of nowhere kinda and I mean do
2: any zombie movies really though for the most part
0: no but when you're trying to make it about society you usually do I mean or you attempt to not like in The Walking Dead they literally just have him in the, a coma for the entire time. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I mean, they just kind of sneak up on the world, and I feel like this this virus is pretty easy to contain. Like honestly, <laughs> like, you know, it's just like it, yeah. I mean, spores are there, yeah. But just wear a mask. I mean, I don't know.
1: It, that's uh, it. Sounds sounds awfully similar like, to something else.
0: It just got the whole world. I'm talking about The Walking Dead. No, I'm talking about The Last of Us now with the
1: spores. I know, but. <laughs> Just when you're like, oh, I'll just wear a mask. Yeah, just it's yeah. It's getting a little too close to home.
0: Yeah, it is hitting a bit close to home. I was playing that. And I'm like, damn, this is, this is it, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready for Zach's list? I believe so. All righty, you guys hear me? Do I sound decent enough for yeah. you guys to hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, bet. I'm gonna jump right in then. Uh, let's see. Honorable mentions. Uh, I'm not gonna talk too much about them. Uh, what is your list? Oh yeah, uh, Brian asked me to do worst movie endings, and that just felt super negative to me. And also, I wouldn't really be able to think too much about. I mean, it would be harder to come up with those, you know, because I don't, I don't keep a list of endings that I hate. But I, I, I have like a list of like some of my favorite movies that, like, so it's easy to go from with that. It would just bring me down, though. You guys understand. hear me at all? Yeah, I understand. Yeah? yeah, you're good. Okay, my bad. I thought my audio cut out. Word. All right. Uh, so yeah, honorable mentions. I'll just run through them. Uh, Truman show ending is really dope. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil for anyone cause it's just an honorable mention, but it really just kind of addresses the whole concept and everyone in the world is just watching as Jim Carrey kind of addresses his situation where he's like the star of his own show. His life has been like a TV show and he's like figured it out or whatever. Fantastic uh, movie. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, The Matrix ending with that Rage Against the Machine song, uh, and, like, learns to fly. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Uh, and he's, like, talking about I was like, yep, I'm gonna show everyone a new world. And then he flies, and then the Rage Against the Machine song hits. I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, the 10-year-old in me, but I thought that was fucking (laughs) awesome. Uh, Rosemary's Baby. That's a little heavy one. I'm not gonna get into spoilers for that one. Uh, but, yeah, that ending hits, so just watch that movie. Uh... Tropic Thunder ending with Tom Cruise dancing—it's uh, pretty awesome. Um, and then Ready or Not ending, which is I guess the most recent one on here. Uh, not gonna get into spoilers for that either, but pretty pretty satisfying ending. And Samara Weaving's the best.
1: Yeah, she is great. That yep. ending is—I that ending brings that whole. I mean, I love that movie as a whole, but the ending really, I think elevates it an extra step really full send
2: yeah absolutely all right number 10 okay uh the silence of the lambs uh i am gonna be doing spoilers for these so i guess if you haven't seen these movies then just fuck off i guess um so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so silence of the lambs uh like it ends with like clarice getting that phone call after she like killed buffalo bill or whatever she gets a phone call from hannibal uh who like broke out earlier in the movie and he's like just asking like pretty much almost kind of saying like good job for getting him, but like asking if she's satisfied or if she can like sleep at night because she was telling him about her nightmares as a kid or whatever. And then she's like kind of scared, but she knows he won't come after her cause like he respects her and likes her or whatever. And then she, he, she's like, where are you? And he's like, I'm having an old friend for dinner, which is, yeah, that's kind of clever. Cause he's going to eat him you know? And it's like the guy from earlier who was like a dick to Lecter, Either way, that's a dope ending. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is not my number nine. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, that that ending hits pretty hard. Uh, 1968 movie came out and it was like pretty revolutionary because it's like the whole movie, obviously like not uncharacteristic for that time. The cast is majority white, but the main character is black, which is really cool, and the guy's awesome, and he's like def- like he's the only survivor at the end of it, and he like gets out of this basement in the morning after like. And he finds out that all these people are killing all the zombies, and like the zombies are just being thrown in the bonfires. And then he peeks out the window, and the group that's like killing people see him and they think he's a zombie, and they just shoot him and then throw him on the bonfire. So it's a really sad ending, but uh, social issues wise, it hits pretty hard. Uh, they just like, oh, they're cleaning everything up, and then they just shoot this innocent black guy and throw him in the bonfire with like he's nothing or whatever. And they don't even like do a second glance even though he was alive the whole time but whatever that I mean that hit but it was it's hard to watch but it, it's a really good ending uh 8 iron man i mean really it's just kind of like sets its own yeah right i am iron man bam and it goes right into the <laughs> iron man song that hits i mean that, that's, is, that is a good ending i mean that i'd say that's like kind of like the matrix i mean it's like one of those endings that's like Yeah, philosophically, it's not—it doesn't hit like that hard or something, but it's just dope. I mean, it's the dopamine or whatever, right? That's what Brian likes to say. I mean, it hits my pleasure centers. So yeah, that's that—that had to be there. That's the only—that's the only superhero movie one that made it though. So don't worry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna put Infinity War, but you know, it's too tied to Endgame to where I don't really want to. Yeah, I I wasn't gonna get into it. seven have you guys seen whiplash
1: yes love that movie
2: man the last like 10 minutes the last 10 minutes of that movie holy shit uh miles teller just goes in on the drums i mean obviously i'm sure i don't know if he was actually i don't i haven't done the research i don't know if that was actually him doing it i'd be super impressed if it was but even if it's not that ending is still super dope uh and he, he definitely it's very earned after seeing all the hard shit he has to go through the whole time. And J.K. Simmons is also dope there. Uh, really, satis- really satisfying ending to that movie, uh, which is not always the easiest movie to watch. Um, six, Fight Club. Have you guys seen that? I have not. N- no. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get called a film bro for this one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, very, pretty much the whole movie is about masculinity and like consumerism and... Materialism, or whatever, but uh, the ending where they're just blowing up credit card company uh, buildings. And I don't know, I think it's also mixed with the music, which is this song, Where's My Mind by the Pixies. And that song just fits the whole movie so well, if you know what it's about. Uh, and it's, I don't know, it's just a really satisfying end of the story. Uh, and it, it's all edited perfectly. David Fincher's the man. Uh, to five...
1: answer pre- previously asked question, it is Miles Teller playing the drums.
2: Oh shit! Very impressive then. Even better ending. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, five. Uh, I don't want to get too sappy, but that Titanic an- that Titanic ending. <laughs> Ooh. So that's so cute. You guys seen Titanic?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Oh man. I mean, pretty much. I mean, it's up for debate whether or not she dies. I think she does, like in her sleep. My brother is under the impression that she's just dreaming of going back on the Titanic or whatever, Uh, I'm under the impression that she just fucking died. And, like, (laughs) I mean, she's old as shit. Um, And then she, like, in this, like, dying moment, I guess, in her head, goes back to the Titanic and, like, is everyone who was there is, like, watching her and, like, Jack's just waiting for her at the top of the stairs and they kiss and everyone claps and it's super fucking cute. Uh, It is a very warm, warm,
1: heartfelt ending
2: yeah very uh i needed that because that movie that movie is not the most uplifting towards the end uh so yeah that that ending hits um so yeah that's a cool one uh four you guys seen the godfather
1: i have not, not. Mm. i am a fake film guy
2: man hate to ruin it for you but i mean pretty much i mean spoiler alert i guess not that much of a spoiler Al Pacino is, in fact, alive at the end of The Godfather, considering he's also in the sequels. Uh, But yeah, pretty much his wife, who doesn't know much about his business, confronts him on if he did something really bad. Like, did you have this certain person killed? And it's a person's like a member of the family. uh, And she's like, did you is it true? Did you have him killed? And he yells at her for like asking about his business uh, and he's like, I only this one time I will let you ask about my business. And then she goes, D- is it true? And then he goes, no. So he lied to her. And then she's like super relieved though. And then like, she hugs him and then she leaves the room. And after she leaves the room, she just looks back into his office. Uh, and all these like other like mafioso guys are like shaking his hand and hugging him and like kissing his fingers or whatever. And like, she kind of realizes that he might've been lying and this guy's like actually like a legit gangster now. And then the door just closes like with her looking worried. So it's, I don't know. It's really, it fits the ending super well. It's really effective. Um, and it just leads into the second one perfectly, uh, with who he is. And that one, I really suggest you guys watch those movies. They're, they're pretty fucking awesome. Third one, third one's kind of eh,
0: but I've been meaning to tell.
2: Yeah. They're They're on my list. They're pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, uh three man, this ending hits uh not a happy one, but seven uh that that ending is done so fucking well uh with the what's in my bo- what's in the box moment with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman arguably Kevin one of the,
1: arguably one of the most famous endings of all time
2: oh yeah, definitely, uh shit that ending, man uh that hit um i mean it's it is hard to watch because it is just painful thinking about it because Brad Pitt the whole time is. Uh, you know, he's telling Morgan Freeman, the whole movie is talking about how he doesn't want to work anymore. It's like apathy with people just turning, just not caring about all the terrible things that happened in their life to get through it. And he doesn't want to have to deal with it anymore. And Brad Pitt's telling him that the world's not all bad and that he, he believes in fighting for a good cause. And then at the end, he just gets broken because his I mean, spoiler, I guess if you haven't seen seven, don't listen to this next part. His fucking wife's head is in the box. That is brutal. And it's Gwyneth Paltrow, and she's gorgeous, so that makes it even worse. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, and was pregnant. It's rough, and he didn't even know. Uh, and it's made all the more creepy by Kevin Spacey being super creepy, and now knowing how creepy he was in person, it's even more creepy. Uh, yeah. Either way, super creepy effective. Elevated. Yeah, creepiness uh, I elevated. I think that's
1: the testament to how good that scene is, is that the what's in the box has become kind of a joke, but the scene still works.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, it 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 works pretty fucking well. Uh Yeah, so number 2, down my top 2, yeah. Uh Shawshank Redemption is my 2. Um cuz damn, you need an uplifting one like with Morgan Freeman after that downer with Morgan Freeman. Uh <laughs> you know, I just wasn't going into this movie expecting a happy ending. These are two guys with like life sentences for murder in prison. I didn't see a scenario where They both had happy endings, let alone one of them. Uh, So, like, it ends with Morgan Freeman doing this whole montage uh, about coping with life outside of prison for the first time in, like, however many years. And you're worried that it's going to go down the same path as this old guy earlier in the movie who ended up killing himself because he couldn't adjust. Uh, And instead, it ends with him figuring out where andy is the main character and like reuniting with him on a fucking beach and then they just hug and it's like the sweetest thing in the world uh so yeah there's not much there's not much that can make you feel better than the ending of shawshank uh so that's love big fan of that one uh and then my number one uh that fucking la la land ending jake oh
1: hell i i almost asked when you were talking about whiplash i was like are you gonna give the
2: other Damien Chazelle film some love? Thank oh, goodness man. you can
1: talk now. I'll
2: talk after you're done. <laughs> I mean, oh man, that ending. I'm I'm counting the ending as because it just kind of goes right into the end as that whole sequence where they see each other in the club. Oh yeah, and it becomes uh. like literally like an eight minute dream sequence of things that could have happened uh, between them had their lives not taken turns for their career and like so, and it, it's it hits. Like, emotionally, it's it makes you sad, but it's also sweet at the same time, and the music is beautiful. And Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are just phenomenal actors. Uh, and then they yeah, just kind of look at each other and then nod, yep. and you can tell he's kind of sad, but they're both, like, happy for each other. It's like, ooh, it hits all the right notes, no pun intended, but wow. Uh, there, There are so many
1: emotions and thoughts expressed in the four-second look you get from each of
2: them. Oh, yeah perfect perfect fucking movie uh in my opinion and that ending really solidifies it for me so yeah that's my that's probably my favorite movie ending yeah that's
1: that's that's a fantastic pick that that ending with the combination of a lot of the the music we had heard before tying it all together in this eight minute dream dance sequence showing you the ending you want to have but not the one that makes sense um, the, it's an ending that manages to be both heartbreaking and still kind of heartwarming at the same time.
2: Oh yeah, so good. Absolutely. Uh, you other... guys got any that you uh you thought you'd see or wanted to say or something?
0: No, I can't really think of a <laughs> ending that. I don't know. I guess I'd have to think about it more.
1: Uh, a couple came to mind. The ending of Arrival. Um, oh yeah.
2: Where yeah, I consider uh, that that twist.
1: Yeah, you you find out the twist with probably like 20 or 30 minutes left you vaguely and then they in the end she kind of ties it all together and how it how she sees life and how it influences the future life she's gonna have with her husband and daughter and the score is phenomenal uh shout out to I think it's Max Richter who did the score for that uh, or that specific part of the song and it's I mean it's just beautiful I, I didn't cry the first time I saw it, but I did the second time. Um beautiful. Another ending the Florida Project. Um it's another one that made me cry. She the the I think Brooklyn forgot her last. Brooklyn Prince, I think is the actress's name. She is just bawling her eyes out and it is hard to watch and then it quickly flips into a dream sequence that is just joyful and giddy and I think is a perfect perfect contrast to the rest of the movie. Um, those are the first two that popped to mind.
2: Sorry about that. I had to kill a spider with a magazine. (laughs) That's fair. I had to stand. It was going behind a chair. I couldn't let it get there. Uh, I had to, I had to attack it while it was in view. Sorry. If that made a noise, probably did.
0: No, we're good. I can, I can, I can cut out single tracks.
2: No, I want, I want people to hear, I want people to hear that part. I want them to know I don't don't play no shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that was, uh, that I mean, other lists? ones I considered, yeah, I mean, other ones I considered, Stars Born ending hit pretty fucking hard, when they cut back to him singing that same song to her at the piano, oh man, it, that got me, uh, and then, uh, Pulp, the whole last scene of Pulp Fiction I think is dope, because it actually, I mean, people, it gets an impression, I know I sound like a film broken, but it gets the impression of, like, it being a pretty brutal movie, but that last, and the last scene in that movie is actually really optimistic, uh you know, he just, it's, he has the opportunity to do something really violent. And instead he does the exact opposite and just gives this guy another chance and just lets him go. And it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty perfect. Uh, then the inglorious bastards ending, uh, is really fucking satisfying. It's always fun to see a swastika like fucking just carved into a
0: Nazi's forehead. It is Uh, always fun when you see that happen. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I've never not enjoyed seeing a Nazi get his forehead carved, uh, by Brad Pitt specifically. That's really fun. Um, I would say of the f- of the f-
1: I've only seen a few Tarantino films, but all of his films end on a very high note.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then another one. I'm assuming you haven't seen Death Proof. No. That's probably his weakest movie, but the ending ending hits so fucking hard. Pretty one of the most satisfying endings I've ever seen. Uh, and then The Departed, I guess, has a pretty dope ending. Yeah, and then obviously the twist at the end of Sixth Sense is pretty fucking awesome. Still. So, yeah, those were other ones I considered, but also has to be said. Also has to be said. I didn't consider it for, like, I knew it wouldn't make my top ten, but the Knives Out ending with the fucking song, and then, like, you're wondering if she's going to give them the house or whatever or help them at all, and she just lifts the coffee mug that says My House. That's great. Uh, Big fan yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, was that a good one.
1: Are
2: we ready for recommendations?
0: I think so. I'll start, <laughs> if, unless anyone else wants to start. No, you're good,
1: no, There's just like good. an awkward Go ahead.
0: silence. Okay, uh, this anime studio I really like, uh, their new work just came out on Netflix with a uh, shit name, uh, BNA colon brand new animal, get that shit out of here, that's some fucking DMC Devil May Cry shit fuck that, just call it BNA or Brand New Animal. Uh, I haven't really watched much of it, but, you know, it looks pretty good, like, visually. But they, Trigger Trigger has always been uh, a very good animating studio. They're really good with their art and animation. So that that's pretty good. I don't know if it's incredible, but I've enjoyed what I've seen of it.
1: Cool. Uh, I guess I will go. Um, I'm interested to see what Brian has to say about this. I think Zach will have a less... Uh, maybe interesting take. We'll see. Um, Friday night, uh, my, it was my aunt's birthday. Um, we picked up food from somewhere and then we came back to my house and, uh, Brian, do you know what just
0: released on Disney plus? (sighs) (laughs) I was not in the room where it happened, so I could pop, I could not possibly (laughs) tell you with utmost certainty what you watched in the room where it did indeed happen, but (laughs)
1: Uh, We watched Hamilton, yeah, and yeah, and I liked it a lot. Um, I also am just a fan of musicals in general. Um, I did them in high school. I like, I enjoy theater. I understand uh, why people could have a thing against this. I think uh, it's good. I guess I think it's good. I, I don't quite. I understand the reason it. Got acclaimed in that it does something musically different than most musicals do. But in terms of music as a whole, it's not doing anything that different. But I guess it's the fact that it's making a topic that is inherently usually pretty boring, uh, exciting. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot. I think Disney did a decent job of capturing w- a live performance in a way that isn't boring. Um, they, they use close ups at, times that i think are effective there's a moment when jonathan groff who plays king george the third his song is the best um he's like is like physically spitting while he's singing and it's kind of gross but it's like oh you wouldn't have seen that if i saw it live i also uh, would never have the money to have seen this in new york because only rich people yeah. get to do that uh so i was it was neat to get to see it um and it to live up to the hype Every song is, is pretty pretty damn good. Yeah. So that's my recommendation.
0: How long do you think they've been sitting on this one?
1: Uh, well, I mean, they recorded the... Uh, they put it at the beginning. It's the performance from 2016. Ah, okay. So Never mind. a while. <laughs> they paid $75 million to film it. It was yeah. going to release in theaters next summer. But because they haven't really had anything big on Disney Plus since Mandalorian, they've dropped it now, which... Yeah. I would. I want to live in the alternate universe to see how much this, how much money this movie makes if it comes out in real movie theaters. But oh I don't wait.
0: think it would do that well, honestly. I, I don't know. I just feel like people are burnt out in a way. I don't know.
2: I think you'd be surprised. I
0: probably would be. I'm no. I'm no guy. <laughs> I'm no. I'm no big man on campus. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I haven't. Uh, I haven't watched it or listened to it ever. So think I'm probably gonna end up watching it, it this week. If you haven't, like, I have listened to the soundtrack.
1: A year or two ago all the way through and enjoyed it but if you haven't listened to music at all i mean your experience would probably be even better i'm lin-manuel miranda by the way uh listener francisco melendez you look so much like him it's just
0: they have similar hair i guess
1: yeah it was the hair that was do and the facial hair yeah at times yeah that hair. was it's like has got excellent
2: facial hair
0: Excellent.
1: When I'm not looking at close ups Because like, a lot of the time it's a far away Stage view I'm like I think I'm just watching Francisco dance around and sing on stage Damn Francisco's um, spitting <laughs> 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 uh, But everyone in it is great He's lin Miranda is Honestly one of One of the worst people um, Everyone else is a much better Singer and I think does a better job in their role um, So yeah go watch that I think it is worth watching
2: Yep. All right, my turn. Uh, yeah. A couple nights ago, I watched Taxi Driver for the first time on Netflix. Uh, watched with my dad and brother. Not an easy watch. Rather uncomfortable at points uh, to watch. Um, but I, I I'd recommend it. Pretty dope movie. You can definitely see how it's one of the ninety movies that Joker fucking took inspiration from, I guess. Uh, except it's definitely better than Joker. Uh, Robert De Niro's awesome, and it's. It's, I mean, it's not a easy watch, but it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, it might not seem that special watching it now because you can kind of tell a lot of movies have emulated it and like kind of applied similar concepts, but the way my dad explained it to me is like at the time, I mean, that was like one of the first movies to do that. So I guess you kind of have to appreciate it in that aspect as well. Uh, but yeah, cool movie. Uh, I, I mean, it's not one of my favorite movies ever, but I'm glad I watched it. Definitely, definitely a solid flick. So I guess that'd be my recommendation.
0: All right, that it. Yeah, that'll do it. That's it. it. That'll do it. All right, all right, folks. Uh, Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Uh, I'll be, guys. So I've had to turn off all the fans and AC and close all the windows in this terrible, terrible room. Uh, So the oxygen levels have actually dropped to the point where I'm very tired, (laughs) and I have been for about forty-five minutes. Uh, But next week I'll be back in my apartment with abundant airflow and (laughs) and air circulation. (laughs) it's gonna be great i can't wait have a good week everybody uh try to be kind to each other uh peace peace